began to suck ass. Geeks Crossing! Episode... something. The Dead Speed. <laughs> Alright, God, I lost my train of thought. Just like the writers of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yeah. If they yeah. were thinking it all to begin with. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to this very special episode of Geeks Crossing. I'm Eric. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. And I'm Nick. And our mission is to give you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And how are we going to achieve that? We're going to do something that we've been plotting for, how long has it been? Weeks? Yeah, probably a few weeks, maybe a month at this point. We're going to attempt to fix the Star Wars sequels. No, there's no fixing them. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, Keith said that they were beyond saving. They are far beyond saving, and the only I don't even know if we have enough time to talk about how to fix them. Because <laughs> this was a conversation Matt and I had on like a three-hour walk one day, and there were a lot of things to go on, but it's such a long story. It, it's true. <laughs> so the way I think we could break it down is, obviously, we go over each movie, and if we have any ideas on how to make them better, Air quotes. I actually have the best idea. How to make these movies better is just never having them. <laughs> Saying that they're not canon, that this was all just like some dream from like an elder. <laughs> all right, you just listened to another Geeks Crossing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you to uh, tune in and tell all your friends and family about it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. All right, but in all seriousness, yeah, so we know that the sequel trilogy is heavily, heavily flawed, to put it lightly, and some of us do believe that it's beyond the point of saving, but just so we have something interesting to talk about, we're going to pretend, okay, sure, we do still have this sequel trilogy, and it is mostly, at least the premise is still mostly the same. What can we do to fix it, or improve it, you know? Because I think even if you have a very flawed premise like the one we got with these sequels there are still a lot of decisions that were made that were just horrible and that even without those decisions you probably don't get amazing movies but you get much more pleasant viewing experiences than what we were cursed with also though especially since this came out like disney bombed and destroyed the star wars universe so bad and a lot of other um revivals because there's been so many have taken hints now and has been like, okay, so we don't want to screw over our fan base. We kind of want to do the nice thing. <laughs> like, we don't want to like trick anybody into just spending money and just put out just garbage. And now it seems like a perfect time to do this episode because, well, it's almost May the 4th as of the making of this episode. Mm-hmm. And this oh, will be a nice parallel to the first Star Wars episode we did where we essentially ranted about the Star Wars sequels. But now this time it's like a, a what-if scenario in a way. Yeah, how can we improve it? If you really want to be cynical, you could say that this episode celebrates five years since The Last Jedi. Woohoo! Released, well, that was actually December, but it was 2017, so... That's not worth celebrating. <laughs> but the real question remains, can four geeks 
who have no experience when it comes to filmmaking come up with better stories for Star Wars sequels than a multi-million dollar company? We're going to find out. Uh, you know that, like, that hamster that traded stocks? I think if you put, like, a hamster on a keyboard and, like, had it, like, go to different, like, character names and plots, I think the hamster probably could have come up with a better... This in between everything, like, I, I think that, that might be what they did. Sir, the hamster just went on the Luke button. Oh, that's cool. Where's he going next? He's going towards the destroyers as a character. Oh, no. Also, the fact that George Lucas went back was like, guys, here's my idea. Like, trust me on this. And they're like, nah. <laughs> here's what we're actually going to do. We're going to destroy the series. And George Lucas is like, I think that's a bad idea. And they're like, nah. It's a good idea. People will like it. And then they destroy <laughs> the series. So. Come on, we're Disney. Every idea we come up with is a good one, regardless of our actions. I'd like to say rip Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> Not out yet, but ahead of time, rip Indiana Jones. All right, so without further ado, episode seven. Now, let's get this out of the way. The biggest problem with this movie is how it relies too much on A New Hope. Like, it's essentially yeah. A New Hope 2.0. Too much on A New Hope. It doesn't rely at all on it. It, it just remakes it. It's <laughs> trash. It's garbage. Yeah, like, it, it does not set the, the sequel trilogy up on a very strong foot because, like Keith said, it just, it's A New Hope with a fresh coat of paint. It's stupid. It is so, such trash. And the fact that it, we everybody thought it was amazing yeah. was just because of the hype of A New Star Wars. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, I agree. Matt and I had a very long chat about this. Matt, <laughs> do you right. remember what, what I believe it was actually your brother's idea? Yeah, yeah. What should the, have the First Order is starts off as this little tiny group, and the Republic starts up on top, and then it's kind of almost like prequel-esque, where the Republic has a downfall, and the little enemy faction slowly grows. It sh should have been, like, like exactly with this, a reverse... The, the idea of the small rebels like taking down the big bad corporation whatever mm -hmm. and it should have been the force first order like what's left of them coming together to rip apart the, this big rebels instead of it being like oh by the way like yeah you just defeated the empire 20 or 30 years everything has fallen <laughs> apart again like good job yeah. yeah like the opening crawl alone of the force awakens is just like hey f you we want to do a new hope again yeah. so ignore all the ending of return of the jedi we had no better ideas of what happens like after this like honestly like why couldn't the rebels that now have taken over you know maybe there are other factions that are like oh wait a minute we're no longer under a dictatorship um actually we want to be our free ourselves we're not going to join your alliance you know Maybe there's new factions that rise up from yeah. the, the the ground, like yeah, just brand new factions. Yeah, like completely, like maybe Mandalore comes back. I mean, we have everything with Mandalorians, you know. It was so open, and anything could have happened, and they shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, uh, there. I will say though, for the sake of this episode, since I guess we do want to talk about roughly the same characters in the sequels and stuff like that, I would say what we got for Force Awakens maybe could have worked but first you gotta you gotta trim the fat of all the random new hope comparisons second of all it could have worked as episode 10 not episode 7 if we had that trilogy of the first orders like rise and the republic's almost downfall you could end up in a place like force awakens ends up but force awakens is just like yeah 30 years of history that you never get to see happened oh well everything went back to the original status quo that's the thing it comes back to like i would say like avatar the last airbender where they start setting up the end of the show in the first episode 
or Attack on Titan. They start setting up the end of the show in the first episode, and it goes through a lot, and I mean a lot of changes. There are so many things that you set up in advance to make a good story. So when it comes back to it, it's like, oh my god. And this had none of that. Not one piece. This was so random and just... I guess another con or another idea I have is that... What's the name of that lady? There's right? Me. Not right. The orange lady. Oh, Maz Kanata! Oh my god, they do nothing with her character. My biggest problem with her is she just happens to have Luke's lightsaber from Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were a lot of things that they were like, oh, we'll explain it later, and they never explained. But I would also want to say, even more than this, my favorite thing, and I'm going to pass the torch in two seconds, is what Matt has to say about Finn's character. Finn's character and everything Matt will probably say in the next three minutes, like, yes. like about characters, and I never even noticed it, to be honest, because I'm like, oh, wow, cool, like, Finn, he's here, like, throughout the rest of the series. But if you look back to the beginning, where he came from and his whole character arc and what they did to it, Matt, do you care to take over? Well, I imagine that as we talk, we're going to go through each movie individually, but just broadly talking about Finn, he was a very interesting character for roughly the first 40 seconds he was a character in Force Awakens. They proceed to do absolutely nothing with him after that. Well, you had him as the stormtrooper that all of a sudden breaks away and he's like, wait a minute, I'm not brainwashed anymore, this is wrong. There are some problems in the sequel trilogy that you can easily blame as, oh, it's because they gave the middle movie to a different guy for some reason, and he had a totally different vision. But the Finn problem is all J.J. Abrams' fault, because he's introduced as, like, he sees his fellow stormtroopers die, like, he has the bloody hand on his face. It's like, holy crap, what's happening to this guy? And, like, he must hate war. He breaks free. First thing he does when he breaks free is massacre stormtroopers (laughs) inside his Star Destroyer as he's trying to escape with Poe. It's like, you'd think he'd want to avoid unnecessary bloodshed, right? So already off the bat, he's like weird and consistent. He's almost never brought up as a stormtrooper ever again outside of some random guy calling him a traitor. If you watch Last Jedi, Finn doesn't even have to be in the movie. He serves literally no purpose whatsoever. He gains nothing as a character. He doesn't grow as a character. He gets no challenges as a character other than having to put up with the world's worst subplot. And then, yeah, then Rise of Skywalker again. He's just thrown in haphazardly like, oh, yeah, this guy's a part of the squad. We, we got to do something with him, I guess. And it's just sad. It's just such a missed potential because out of everyone of the main core dynamic, the cute little astromech droid, the desert-bound hermit Jedi who wants more for the world, the hotshot pilot, we've never seen anything like Finn before. He's like the, the odd one out of the main cast. And it's almost like the writers were intimidated by that. Like, oh, we this guy's new. That's scary. I don't want to go near that. Let's just focus on the other ones. Not even that they were like, oh, let's focus on the other one. Like, they just were like, okay, like, yeah, like, his story doesn't matter. Like, look, he becomes a very generic character. Look, he's a good guy now. Like, to have that, and I actually love what you just said about, like, if you made Finn really all about peace and, like, a pacifist through it all, like, no, like, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to pick up a gun. I do think he should be a Jedi. That could have been really cool. You know, maybe that's why he broke out of his training was because he's Force-sensitive and this and that you know there was so much and maybe he tries to redeem other stormtroopers yeah forms his own thing that could have been sick him inspiring a squad to run away maybe that's how you see him in the beginning is he's like trying to become promoted to squad captain they're like oh you can never be a leader you're this that type deal before he breaks away and you see him as the free thinker and they're trying to still brainwash him and he's like i kind of want to be a captain like what the hell's going on here then he has this whole thing where, you know, people die and blood and everything. 
I was gonna say, I said earlier, like, oh, they ignored him in favor of developing other characters. They didn't develop anyone. Yeah. In many cases, they undeveloped characters. Like, for example, one thing that really pissed me off. By the way, if you're listening to this, I highly recommend subscribing to Mahler on YouTube. He's a YouTuber who goes really, really in-depth on the Star Wars sequels and why they're so messed up. So shout out. And his podcast, I think it's called Every Frame of Pause. Because I listen to a ton of them, and so they I've really gotten fired off about Star Wars. But just thinking about like the undeveloped characters, like Han Solo is comes to mind 100%. Every shred of development he had in the original movies, and you find him again, he's just a smuggler again. It's like, oh, what, what happened? You probably would have been a rebellion hero, maybe a very important person in the Republic. Now you're just a dime a dozen smuggler like you were when we saw you. Is that because they want to just do the same thing again? I don't know. It's not the end of the world, but like that stuff kind of adds up. Like Ray never develops at all as a character across three films. Finn never does. Poe never even really does. Like Poe is like a consistent character, so I'm not really saying he needs an arc, but even then he doesn't really do anything. He was supposed to die in A Force Awakens, so he doesn't do anything in The Force Awakens, and he doesn't do anything in The Last Jedi other than, you know, get accused by Admiral Holdo of being the imposter. And then like... Uh, and then Rise of Skywalker, he's just, yeah, again, he really doesn't do much. They they tried a little bit to make him like, oh, look, it's like a little group, like in the original trilogy, but it's yeah. just too little too late. You well, know? It was also crazy because you looked at it, that was the first time he was really ever meeting these people, like saying, I don't know, it was just very... It was, yeah, it, I remember someone like was calculating, it was the first time we'd seen like Finn and Rey together since the middle of the first movie. It was the first time Poe and Ray ever even freaking spoke. Yes, yeah. Poe and Finn had this great dynamic. They were like buddies. They're like, oh, it's a map to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Like, they're like bros. Freaking Poe gives Finn his name. Yeah. And this is like the first time they're talking to each other since the TIE fighter scene two minutes into the first movie. Like, it's just so weird. The Rise of Skywalker scenes, again, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like these movies, man, they are just so... I don't even know every adjective in the book. Should we just rip the bandaid and head on over to The Last Jedi? Overall, I think the number one thing to fix these movies right off the bat, it would just be the consistency. Yeah. Um, like Absolutely. You, you can't just make up force powers and mm. be like this and like kind of see that now in the book of Boba. Uh, if you haven't watched, skip the next like two seconds. But with the Mandalorian, he does show up and he has the Darksaber now. So you see him using the, this lightsaber and he ends up cutting himself and he's a complete noob with it, but still kind of kick ass how he would be. And if we saw more of that with like Ray, like this desert person that's never touched a lightsaber, didn't even know that like it was real. And then she gets this and she can instantly do moves that took forever. Not only that, but go toe to toe with Kylo Ren, who we know was trained by Snoke and Luke effing Skywalker. Yeah. And this girl who picked up a lightsaber an hour ago can fight him. <laughs> yeah. Hold her own. Hold like, her own. Like It's insane. That would have been a sick scene back to The Force Awakens where, I mean, like, if we didn't change anything else, too, if Kylo Ren was able to just crush her in two seconds and was like, ha, like, you stupid. But they just decide not to do that. They decide to go the completely crazy route and being like, oh, wow, she's going to take him down because that's cool. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's style over substance. It's the, oh, crap, we have a Star Wars movie and we didn't have a cool lightsaber battle yet. And then they realize, oh, wait, only one person so far, Kylo Ren, can use a lightsaber. Just give one to Ryan. Yeah. Just give one to Finn. Wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be so cool if Finn also gets it? Yeah, the Stormtrooper gets a lightsaber. Sounds awesome. Don't develop anything. They're just like, 
like that's the thing too um, matt and i are in the process of writing a manga together and when we come up with a cool idea like that oh my god like let's give one of them a lightsaber you end up writing the backstory okay how do they get to that point yeah and it feels like they didn't do any of that it was like oh my gosh like let's have them break into this giant planet wouldn't that be cool yeah and it's like how do they do that and it's like they, they just do it like are you <laughs> what, kidding me yeah, like, who cares? It's a series of plot points with like little loose threads connecting them. Like, oh, we want them to blow up a even bigger Death Star. Whoa, pew, whoa, so cool. I feel like it wasn't even like, whoa, what if the Death Star was a planet? I feel it was like, shit, wait, what's the point of this movie other than trying to make money? <laughs> Yo, bigger Death Star? Fuck it. Let's like, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> that it sounds so, about right. Like JJ Abrams in the writing room and they're just like, JJ, we already blew up a Death Star. How about a bigger one? <laughs> what if this was a planet? It will be planet killer base because it's a base that kills planets. And then Whoa. in the Rise of Skywalker, it's like, okay, JJ, we did one uh, Death Star. How about a thousand Death Stars? Yeah. And they're all on uh, the ship. They're mobile now, so it's not from a planet. Being honest, it doesn't have to revolve around the Skywalkers. It would have been cool if they're mentioned because, you know, yeah. they did overthrow an empire, but it's like, cool, we all know about George Washington. It's not like everything's about the washingtons <laughs> that'd be funny if every american movie made about the united states just like oh yes i'm george washington's great 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 grandson right <laughs> things are going wrong in america we have to go find george washington's great 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 great, great, great grandson <laughs> seriously like, <laughs> like oh let me go grab the, his musket from the basement he puts on like the powdered wig <laughs> like, <laughs> we have like the Moss canada scene where like they find the lightsaber but they just find the powdered wig in the chest <laughs> What a weird change in direction. We went from talking about Star Wars to American history. That's um, what, it's what you typically yeah. expect on this podcast. Uh, so I would say I would have Ray be a lot more wary of the resistance. Like Eric and I had a, a great conversation about what we would set up in a better sequel trilogy. If you think about Ray's role in The Force Awakens, the only reason she actually joins the resistance is because like the writers were just like oh she's a good guy she has to join resistance but in universe it doesn't make much sense she's a scavenger she lives on a desert she's waiting for her parents she has no use for the resistance or the first order she just does her own thing so i think it would be cooler and it would set up better stuff if she was just like yeah i guess i'm along for the ride but i haven't really decided what's worth fighting for yet you know like so this whole idea of the resistance it would have been cool, though, too, if there were other factions or other groups, too. It's like a country goes to war. Usually there's a lot more diversity. And, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure I want to join United Legions. Maybe I want to go and join, you know, whatever they're called, like something else. Yeah. Dude, how cool would it have been if it was just like, okay, the Republic needs our help. Let's go talk to the Trade Federation. <laughs> this is the other elephant. No, there are two of them. Not to Disney. Oh, no. That was the craziest thing. They didn't do anything original. <laughs> and the most original idea was, was Finn. And they didn't do anything. They didn't develop it at all. Snoke was a, another thing. Like, once again, it's just not an original idea. Snoke was this cool emperor, but it was just another, like, replacement emperor. It's a bigger fish. Yeah, they should have done so much more. Like, there's so many other ideas that could have came from this and they decided not to do any of them. They decided to just do a new hope. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but we can we can go on to Last Jedi because I'm curious to hear, Eric, your ideas on that bastard of a movie. Alright, so we're about to tackle the real meat and potatoes of this episode. If you like your meat raw and your potatoes unpeeled. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't like raw meat. It's rough and parts and gets everywhere. <laughs> Alright. All right, so let's get this out of the way. 
that whole fucking conflict between Holdo and Poe shouldn't happen. It was just nonstop filler. It was just to give Poe something to do. Like, it was really sad. You could have easily just sent him out with Finn instead of... And Rose. Oh my god, what a miserable bitch. Like, here's the thing about Rose that I realized as I was thinking about the movies. I don't think it's inherently bad to have a character like Rose. Alright, before you get all your pitchforks out, listeners. I'm What I mean when I say that is Rose had a fairly interesting backstory as kind of like this meandering like low-level resistance member who just lost her sister in like one of the attacks you can build on that you can do something kind of cool with that they don't again they don't well, that was kind of like what we were talking about with finn like finn comes from the stormtrooper he's like i don't want to fight and like that was her whole thing she's like i don't want to like fight like my sister just died and for yeah. what like we have worse off than we've ever been yeah yeah go figure yeah. disney didn't do jack shit with that idea they just had Rose quip a few times. Matt, I think you and I, well, it was your idea mostly. Oh. Change up her backstory a bit. Like, instead of her just being this whatever the hell Disney wanted her to be, why not make her a student under Luke? Because the sequels implied that Luke was training a new generation of Jedi, but we literally didn't see anybody. That's another thing I hate about The Force Awakens, is they literally were just like, oh yeah, by the way, there's no Jedi. It was just Luke. Like, he, he trained Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren betrayed them, and then now there's just no more. It's like, you had so much potential. We could have had more Je- multiple Jedi in this galaxy for the first time since the Clone Wars ended. And no, nah, lol, it's just Luke. So I agree with you. I would have. I think it would have been kind of cool you have some other Jedi, maybe other students of Luke are floating around somewhere. Hell, just, this could correspond know. with the idea we have about Finn being a Jedi. After he got his ass beat by Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens, he wakes up from his coma and be like, I want to learn the ways of the Force. This will give him and Poe a legitimate story in The Last Jedi where they go and search for the remaining students that Luke trained. Yeah, that could even be a mission from Leia. Like, okay, Rey found Luke. Now we got to go find some of Luke's old students so we can have as many Jedi as possible. And Finn's like, perfect. I want to start training anyway. Like, this is great. I think it could have really worked out, but uh, they didn't really think about it, I guess. And again, if you have to have Rose in there, you can throw her on that mission too. I My biggest problem with Rose is just how they write her. I don't think the character's in inherently wrong you just you know needs a lot of fixing up that is a good arc overall but i'm not sure of how that fits in the last jedi actually broom boy (laughs) broom boy another possible lead i would do is i would have leia send poe finn and maybe rose whatever and bb8 obviously to find lando because it's just like yo han just freaking died like yesterday lando let's like you know give us some backup like there's no reason oh why lando should just randomly be in the desert in the last movie like he yeah. would be invested in this resistance this mofe blew up the second death star he blew up the second death star why would he not be involved in the resistance i don't honestly get it. that could work too they go somewhere where they can find lando even better actually because then you could develop a cool new planet that isn't the 18th freaking desert and you could be like oh we can bring C-3PO because we need a translator. I always want to get more C-3PO in there because he did nothing in the sequels until the last movie. Well, yeah. well, that was actually also, like, I don't know if anybody realizes it too, but, like, every single movie, R2 and C-3PO have been what saves the day. Yeah. Every single movie, they have actually been the heroes a thousand percent. <laughs> They've been a part of everything. And, like, the running gag kind of in Star Wars was every big event that happened, R2 and C-3PO were there for. So, like, the fact that they were left out so much and it was like oh r2 just randomly powered down and he hasn't come back <laughs> oh now he's back yeah like 
it's funny because it actually goes into the force awakens again and it's like they never should have taken luke's character out they never should have messed with his character so horrifically Mm -hmm. people change and people definitely like especially now like how the way the world's going like there's so much more things with mental health and seeing how people change and depression and seeing how everything affects people differently. But there's literally like not a, like a future. I, I can't even see an idea where like a timeline where Luke actually is evil and miserable. His whole entire character arc and story, his whole entire purpose as a character is to be the lawfully good paladin. It's to be the hero every time. Wow, Darth Vader is an evil monster that has killed thousands of people, blew up planets. Like, he is a monster. I sense good in him. I'm going to save him. I don't care. I'm going to try. Oh, my God. I'm going to become a Jedi and save the whole world. Yo, wait. My friends are in danger. I don't care about anything else. I'm going to go save my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We're, I'm trapped on the Death Star. We got to escape. We could all die. Wait a minute. There's a princess here. She's trapped, too. Dude, we got to go save her. Then it's, my nephew has bad thoughts. Let's kill him. <laughs> oh my God. Like, what? My sister is leading a f- rebellion against impossible odds. Oh, well, I'm going to stay on this island. Like, <laughs> I'm going to drink milk from this giant land whale's breast. Matt and I went on about this for a- another day for like probably four or five hours. Like just <laughs> We're freaking whole, geeks. Yeah, uh, just <laughs> how the whole entire movie series, like Star Wars could have been fixed. If you change everything just to the point of where Luke is just a huge dick, like the whole entire movie, he's like, nah, like, I don't like any of you. I'm doing this for me. But then it makes sense with his, his character arc here. But like, what should have been is he should have still been that lawfully good, like, no, let's do this. Like, I'm still here. I'm still trying. I'm still fighting. Maybe yeah. exhausted, maybe tired, maybe worn down and beaten down, but not like this like yeah. this is not who the ideal person is supposed to be mm-hmm. what it's a bunch of freaking star trek people being like ha, 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 <laughs> our, yeah, jj abrams did direct the star trek movie <gasps> oh my god so it, it, it all comes crumbling down the trekkies One of those damn trekkies like seriously like this has to be some bad joke <laughs> like, are we on like a bad timeline like are we not in the main mcu like are we gonna get team with our ideas or we're just gonna keep ranting because i'm even starting to question what this episode is by now oh well it's a little bit of everything we're just complaining about what we don't like and suggesting how we'd fix it so with luke which was what we just talked about my idea that i came up with for why luke might be hiding out isn't because he's depressed and angry and he wants to die but it's more of this is the original jedi temple i have to study and find out like why the hell like how i can greater combat the dark side i don't know some bs like that but the way i figure it is like the reason why he's staying out of it is almost because he's i don't want to say ashamed but he's like holy cow how am i supposed to face my sister when i let her son like go full-on dark side i don't know another thing too is there's one luke skywalker you're telling me that there's no other place in the galaxy that would need a jedi to help and step in that he Mm. would like He's probably busy as hell. He's the only Jedi. Oh, yeah. On top of that, he's trying to run a school and teach people. He's trying to do all these things. Like, seriously, once again, like, I will always bring up anime. Like, you could literally just steal a plotline from some far anime and it would fit. 
Yep. But honestly, like steal the freaking idea of a fairy tale. Maybe he he's builds up his school and he's like sending other like little pad ones out on mission to complete trials. Mm-hmm. Oh, you complete all these trials, you'll become whatever. Like maybe he's just super busy. And I like the idea of him being ashamed that he let Kylo Ren turn evil, but that's a whole nother Kylo Ren was one of the few characters I did really enjoy. But in the beginning he was such a wuss too. Yeah, he's alright. I, I he's another one I feel like they just have no idea what the hell they want to do with him. Um but my main idea for Last Jedi, because I know we've been talking for a little while about why everything kinda sucks. But um my main focus would be you have the plot line with like Poe and Finn, whatever they're learning. Maybe while they're off doing whatever it is they're doing, they're learning more about Snoke and the First Order because, again, Snoke comes from nowhere, dies, means nothing, and then he's just Palpatine's clone. You have Rey training with Luke because Luke would be like, oh, you're Force-sensitive. Of course I'll train you. Who wouldn't be like, the Jedi Order needs to die. They're just as bad as the Sith. No, go after yourself. And Rey shows fear and hatred because, again, at the end of The Force Awakens, she watched the only father figure she ever knew and a personal hero get killed by the hands of Kylo Ren. She should hate him. She should not be doing this BS, I feel the good in you, just because Luke Skywalker did it 30 years earlier. All right, so there should be some amount of, like, I hate this guy, like, he's an SOB. He killed this guy. He's a mur- he's murdered hundreds of thousands of people. And Luke could be like, yo, 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 slow your roll. That's not how we train. Like, that's not how we focus on things. The whole idea behind the Jedi, too, is the whole gray Jedi. You know, it's it's the balance of the Force. It's not Sith. It's not the Jedi. It's that middle. Mm. So maybe Luke found that in his training. Maybe that would he's be actually cool. a whole person. That would be cool. And, you know, maybe that's what he's trying to teach Rey. I mm. honestly think Rey should have been scrapped as a character, too. She's just so cut and paste Luke Skywalker. It's like literally desert-bound hermit. Orphan wants more from the world. Jedi powers joins the resistance, gets swept up in things that are bigger than her. Like Luke, Anakin. If we had a force ghost of Anakin, convince Kylo Ren, it's like, yo, stop all this BS. Don't do the same shit I did. You're more than that. So I actually had a weird shower thought earlier today, like literally in the shower as I was thinking about this episode we were gonna do, and it's it hit me that the sequel trilogy is the first time force ghosts have ever existed, really. Because we had just one Obi-Wan for most of the original trilogy. And then by the time there were three, everything was over. The fight was over. The fight was won. Now we have this universe where crap's going wrong. A lot of it is due to miscommunications. And it's like, okay, so what are the rules of Force Ghosts? Can they just appear whenever? When can they appear? How can they appear? Do you have to have known them? Because that screws everything up. You have Yoda appearing to Luke, telling him to stop being a pussy. After 30 years of him being a pussy. Like, yeah. he didn't think it was a good idea to come earlier. You have Anakin Skywalker never telling Kylo Ren, hey, I'm not Vader. <laughs> oh, but what's an, a brilliant idea there, too, because it all happens. We all have parents that have told us to live one way, and we're like, yeah, no, this is our life. I know better than you're just a stupid child. Or Kylo Ren easily... Anakin could have actually appeared to him, you know, in some vision being like, yo, like you're not doing like, you're not fulfilling my legacy. And he could have been like, no, you you ended up selling out. He's like, you were so close to the dream you had and you fell short. I'm not fulfilling Anakin's legacy. I'm fulfilling Vader's. Like something like Like, that. That could have been, you know, oh, I hear Anakin's voice sometimes telling me that I'm doing wrong. I've just shut it out. You know, I'm following (laughs) my own path. Yep. And then being like, oh, damn, you know, he was right. 
And just speaking on the dark side, I would have the Knights of Ren do more. If you're going to like bring them up in the first movie, you have to have them in The Last Jedi. You can't just forget about them like Ryan Johnson did. They should probably be around. I would say it'd be cool if they were all Force-sensitive as well, and they were all former students of Luke as well, because Luke mentions that a lot of his students left with Kylo, and I assumed that's what he meant. But we never see them use lightsabers or show any Force sensitivity at all. Maybe when he says they were former students, he meant like they were accounting students or something. They weren't. They weren't. <laughs> it was like Luke's open two schools. <laughs> I, I don't understand, but. I would have them be force sensitive. You have more scenes with them and Kylo Ren, maybe talking, reflecting over Vader's old broken mask. You get some cool stuff with that. I don't know. Like this, this was a an idea I was really happy with. In the middle of the training with Ray and Luke, the First Order should still be looking for Luke because they're looking for Luke in the first one, and then in the second one they just stop, and it's just like, oh, I guess we're not going to find Luke, whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. That plot point goes nowhere, even though this is canonically two hours after the first movie. Um, what I think would be cool is they find it and Snoke sends Kylo Ren, the Knights of Ren to Octu or whatever the name of that planet is. And we have like a battle between Ray and Luke and Kylo and the Knights of Ren. You see Luke holding back because these are all his former students. Maybe he says something like, oh, Ben, take off that mask or you other guy, take off your mask. And Ray could be like, you're weak. Like, why are you showing mercy to these brutal animals? Like, kill them. And I don't know, I just think that a scene like that would be cool to highlight the difference between Luke, Ray, and Ren. And you could have Chewbacca there too. Hey, it's not thoughts, because again, Chewbacca, you want to talk about wasted characters in the sequels, right? You can have Chewbacca at the Millennium Falcon, like, because maybe Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren brought stormtroopers with them, like, as backup. And you have Chewbacca, like, fighting them off. You have R2, because he's there, like, doing fun R2 stuff, like, knocking over barrels on the stormtroopers. You know, fun stuff like he used to do. Like, I'm not totally against nostalgia if you can factor it in, do it well. Like, oh, it's R2 doing plucky R2 stuff again. Yeah, I don't know. I think a scene like that, like a battle on Ock 2, would just be pretty cool. I was going to bring that up. Would it kill them to give us a proper fight between Kylo Ren and Luke yeah. instead of just dodging every attack swiftly? And guess what? I was a Force Ghost this whole time. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that, I did like because it really did show how Luke was so much stronger. I didn't really like that he just died after that. <laughs> like, that was that took a lot out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to bring that up. The other thing that going on about like the whole nostalgia and things like that was shout out to my father. The biggest thing he said was he just wanted to see a scene where the whole main cast was together again it's true and you never see that you know by the time the first movie ends han solo is dead by the time like they would get together luke dies like leia's out of it r2's out of, like completely out of it and it would have been cool to have one scene where they all like get back together and it's like yo like this stuff again and like once again shout out to ghostbusters and every other revival because they've seen how star wars butchered that and they've all been keeping true to like oh yeah we'll like honor the old cast in this way and like i wish that they did something where they they got to be together on the millennium falcon just one time and no yeah. I, I don't know it's it's just crazy to me and that that part does not make sense like i think they should have been together for whichever reason for at least one scene Mm -hmm. yeah shall we move on to the uh final movie? yeah well i was gonna say the one other thing i would say about the last jedi is i would have you know whatever same deal plays out kylo ren maybe realizes he can't beat luke leaves race like chases him down they go to snoke 
whatever. The same esque scene can break out. I guess Snoke can die as long as there's a little more context about who he is. Like I would personally have him be like some lesser Sith Lord or something who was like waiting in the shadows, like oh, I've studied Maul and Palpatine. Like, I was waiting for Palpatine to finally die, and it gave me the chance I needed. Just anything. Give us anything about this character other than me bad, now me dead. Yeah, whatever. And then you almost have a little bit of a switcheroo where Kylo Ren starts being the call to the light, and... I love the idea uh, of switcheroo. Ray taking the call to the dark. I. You're welcome, by the way, Matt. That. Yes, I was gonna say Eric and I discussed that. That was Eric. Eric proposed that to me. Yeah, like that was one of the ideas that just made sense. It seemed like they were hinting at that for a while too, especially with how Kylo Ren was so torn apart. Like you kind of saw him kind of going good, and like with Ray having all this this built up anger and everything, like it seemed so clear, and that that would have worked so well. Of having them do the switcheroo and then they steered too hard into it and they're like, nope, look, look, once again, right? Damn, Kylo should have been the one to stay alive. Yeah. I mean, he actually is a Skywalker by blood, so yeah. it makes sense. A Skywalker? A, Sky... <laughs> a Skywalker. That was actually one of my ideas for the Rise of Skywalker. If you have to kill off one of them, it really should have been Ray. 100%. Yeah. Let's get into that movie because I believe Eric and I did agree that Luke should have survived into that movie, like, almost certainly. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been tasteful to open the Rise of Skywalker, assuming it still came out in 2019, assuming everything still played out like it did. Wait, uh, sorry for cutting you off. I did actually want to say one last thing. For The Last Jedi, one of the biggest things that should have changed, and I I can't believe we didn't say this, uh, Finn totally should have died Uh, saving everybody. Oh, you agree? Yeah, that was the the biggest thing. Finn, Rose never should have been there. Oh, yeah. Finn should have just gone right. And did that, I think that would have been a good sacrifice, like, his character, like, saving everybody, whatever, like, crazy, shocking, like, oh, damn, like, he really just took- Kill off a main character. Yeah, right? Going into this, you know, having right turn evil, losing her friend, this, that, and then go all out with the hate and the anger, striking down whatever, and then Kylo being like, nah, man, we're, we're gonna be good now. But these ideas are playing off if Finn decided to become a Jedi- I was going to say, I think Finn doing that would have been okay if we got the last Jedi that we actually got. But I would have been curious to see him do more Jedi training and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, Matt, you, you suggested that maybe in the first half of The Rise of Skywalker, you have Finn and Kylo Ren training under Luke, saying like, oh shit, Rey is evil now. We have to put our differences aside to help her, but there's an ongoing friction. Finn is working with his former boss. I mean, that's an interesting point. I think that would be maybe a little too crazy if you're watching the movie and it's like, oh yeah, like Ray, Ray turned evil and now we got it. Like, <laughs> I, I think throughout the movie, like towards the, the end half, having her be more evil, like pulling a like Targaryen where it was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, the, the mother of dragons was always evil. Like... Uh, I think pulling something like that or like an Aaron, uh, an Aaron Yeager where it's like, wait a minute, like, I thought you were supposed to be the good guy. Why are you killing off all these people? I think something like that would work where you slowly see the change until it hits you as a, as part of the audience. Like, 
Oh, yeah. You're not the good one. Like, but I don't think starting the movie being like, oh yeah, she's bad now. Well, like, no, I think a better written Last Jedi would have that like slow build up into the Rise of Skywalker. Which, by the way, I haven't been bringing up the names, but I would definitely change Rise of Skywalker. That's the stupidest name in the entire franchise. I hate that name. It makes no sense. The Skywalkers are all dead. Well, but if you had Ben being good, oh yeah. I guess that does just true. It makes more sense in our hypothetical version. You're right. But I still am not crazy about it. If it wasn't um, obvious already, the biggest change we have with episode nine, get rid of Palpatine. There was no fucking reason <laughs> for him to return other than JJ Abrams is like, you know what? The last Jedi sucked ass. Let's bring in more nostalgia to win people over. We don't know. Even though do. it makes no, no sense whatsoever, but okay. People love Palpatine. Surely you're gonna get a kick out of this. No, it literally made no sense for them to bring back Palpatine, Horrible. and it really just undermined Anakin's redemption. It completely destroyed the original trilogy. Like, what did they sacrifice? Oh, they destroyed the Empire? No, the Empire's back. Well, at least they killed the Emperor? No, the Emperor's back. They did nothing. They literally celebrated on Endor for no reason. They blew up two Death Stars. Big whoop. There's a thousand now. Two's nothing. It's a so blink. Episode 9 didn't really need a super villain like Palpatine, but like a character who's lost in anger. Yeah, and like Ray. And I don't know, would you... I feel like it'd be a little awkward to have Ray join the First Order and, like, be working alongside Hux and things like that. Like, I don't know, maybe she'd be her own thing. Like, her... I don't... I don't really yeah, know Yeah, that's that what I'm go. thinking. She'll literally be a solo. Yeah, like, you'd have on one hand the Resistance and the Jedi. You'd have... On the other hand, the First Order trying to figure out what to do. I guess now under Supreme Leader Hux or something, trying to find the Resistance, hunt the Jedi. And all the while, the Jedi in the Resistance are like, okay, we also have to find Rey, like this new, powerful, kind of lost Jedi. With all that, I feel like it could be pretty interesting. You'd have a Resistance on the run from the First Order while also looking for Rey, you know? And of course, the final battle will be between Kylo Ren and Finn versus Rey. Obviously, it's not going to be grand and spectacular like the Endgame X final battle that the Rise of Skywalker provided. I don't know. That was so fucking stupid how they're like, <laughs> I am all of the Sith. <laughs> and I am all of the Jedi. I was like, yeah, that's definitely not Endgame. Yeah, J.J. Abrams definitely didn't just see Endgame and decide he wanted to rewrite. My point is, you don't need a big, spectacular cinematic battle to end this series, but something more emotional that characters that were supposed to be infested with. That would have been a proper way to give this series more closure. You bring back Jar Jar, obviously. <laughs> but being legit, yeah, I think we have Finn and Kylo training. We have, at some point, Rey kills Luke. I think that would be very meaningful. Or at least Luke, like, sacrifices himself to save other people because that's definitely a Luke way to go out, not just... Oh, I teleported to another planet and had a heart attack. I'm dead now. But yeah, so something like that would be really cool. You'd have more adventures, like characters like C-3PO and R2. Honestly, you could kill off a main character. You Instead of just Luke like dying, you could maybe kill off Poe. Or you kill off like Rose if she's still around. Like things like that. Oh, and I didn't mention this, but the film should start off with Leia's funeral. Because again, at this point in real life, Carrie Fisher had died. So audiences would have understood it meta it would have made sense because it maybe could have been like a year after the events of last jedi or something and luke's like okay i time to make up for lost time now that my sister's passed like let's go let's do this and yeah and then I, like you said big final battle i feel like it'd be really cool first order shows up and finn is able to maybe even start a sort of mutiny among some stormtroopers like he 100 percent should have in the actual movie 
you know, like I see the light in you guys. Like I know we've been trained to kill. Like we've been abducted from our families. Like let's fight for ourselves and not for this empire. Maybe that's how Hux could die. Maybe like the stormtroopers could turn on him or something like that. Again, this is just all spitballing, but you get some pretty cool ideas out of that. That definitely sounds better than, oh, I don't care if you win. I just want <laughs> Kylo Ren to lose. On the spy. <laughs> And then, yeah, you do get that final battle between Rey and uh, Kylo that we were all expecting from the beginning of The Force Awakens, but now the sides are kind of reversed, and you'd have Rey die, I would imagine. Yeah, but would it be a matter of sacrifice where she's like, oh shit, I realized the error of my ways, time to end my life, or generally, I don't see Finn having it in to kill his friend. Yeah, I don't, I am almost, like, I don't even know how you'd begin to do that. And also, I haven't tackled at all the romantic element. Because <laughs> I know people are like, oh, Finn and Rey like each other. No, Rey and Kylo like each other. It's like, that shit I don't didn't know. need to happen. <laughs> oh, Finn and Rose. Yeah, let's be honest. Which I guess if you develop Rose correctly, you could do something like that. If you want to have a little romance, you could, I don't know. What? You could have Finn be like, oh, Rey betrayed me. Like, I'm glad I have you, Rose. One, 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 smoochie. But I'm okay with romance, but the Kylo Ren and Rey romance that we got. It just happens right the fuck out of nowhere. Yeah, it totally makes no sense. And granted, um, they had him towards a relationship between Ray and Finn, but yeah, figure, didn't go anywhere. But we, we all know nice guys finish last. Bad guy totally would get the girl every time. Yeah, but dude, like you slaughtered my father figure, and a year from now we're gonna just start making out. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the best way they can handle this is by Ray sacrificing herself. Yeah, in some way. Maybe they're fighting on some very unstable planet or something, and she's like, oh, crap, we're all going to die. And, like, she force pushes them away and dies. Like, I mean, you know, like it almost, it's almost a happy ending because you have all the, all the three of the major Force users end up on a good note. Like, I again, I just imagine some big dramatic fight scene, the ground's collapsing, Rey force pushes her friends away to safety while she dies. And it's just like, oh, okay, there's, like, a happy ending in there somewhere. And then I would actually have Kylo Ren go to Tatooine, not to bury the lightsabers in the sand, but as Eric and I talked about the other day, to establish a Skywalker museum, like put the lightsabers on display, have all sorts of stuff, like celebrating the greatest family line in the last thousand years. You know, like look what this, this random farm boy took down an empire and founded a republic and again, saved the day when the First Order rose too. Like a museum, just... Some amount of world building, some amount of that the galaxy recognizes these achievements instead of just Ray saying like, oh, I thought Luke Skywalker was just a myth. Like, shut up. No, you didn't. They saved the universe. Not that this matters, but how would the yellow lightsaber play into effect? Well, Kylo Ren would have uh, like gotten rid of his red one. So either he would hold on to the blue one or I don't know. Honestly, I'm okay with there just not being a yellow one. Like, or maybe you have it yeah. where like the last scene is him and Finn training new Jedi, and you see one of them has a yellow lightsaber. Like, if you really want to squeeze it in there somewhere. I I know this hardly matters, but I'm just <laughs> curious. Yeah, I don't know. I would say something like that because again, as it stands right now, Kylo would probably be using Anakin's blue lightsaber, and I guess Finn wouldn't really have one yet, so he might build the yellow one or he could just get like a green one from luke somewhere like luke could give him his old like green one that would be kind of cool i don't know <laughs> you have a, a former stormtrooper and a former sith overseeing the new jedi order and it's just like oh that's cool 
One of them's a Skywalker. It's like, it's, yeah, it's awesome. You can do a lot with that. Well, I'm drawing a blank. Is there any other changes you guys can think of? No, I'm just sad now because I'm realizing about what we actually got and how it makes no sense tonally. I'm just hoping that Disney executive is listening to this episode and be like, damn, why didn't we think of this? Yeah, Disney executive, it's not too late. You can decanonize all that old stuff. Well, I probably should have mentioned this before, but I heard a rumor saying that John Favreau is allegedly going to remake the sequels. Are you serious? That would be interesting. <laughs> it's just a rumor. But I don't know how credible it is. Interesting. Oh, yeah. And Dave, oh my God, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, who made uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff, Bad Batch. A lot of episodes of Mandalorian and Boba Fett, too, though, which kind of sucked. <laughs> the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, even though questionable, has received a lot of positive feedback that John Favreau was like, you know what? I'm going to give you the sequel trilogy you all should have gotten back in 2015. Honestly, give him a chance. I mean, one, it, they have at least worked on Star Wars stuff before. And two, it'd be hard to screw up worse than J.J. and Ryan did. <laughs> It sounds too good to be true, but I don't know. Seeing how we now live in a world where Star Wars is pretty much dying, I don't know. I'm fearful for future films. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much all our ideas in a nutshell. Yeah. Let us know what you think. If the, if you think that you would have changed anything else, let us know. Maybe add old characters back, remove characters, change their story arc. Yeah, just let us know on our Discord or Instagram. Links will be provided as always. Continue to support us on all major listening platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasting needs. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially the Star Wars fans in your life. And if you want more geeky content, head over to Twitch and check out your boy, Nick, at CryptoLock Games, Keith at Nuclear Bacons, our secret fit member, Tyler, at Carabyte, and of course, yours truly, Eric, at Eman the Legendary. Hell yeah. And if you guys like my streams, subscribe to my YouTube channel under the same name, E-Man the Legendary. And more importantly, stay true to your geek selves and may the force be with you. The sequels suck. <laughs>